Welcome back to Real Word Confessionals, where we tell the story and get the questions that are uh, we tell the story seldom told to ask the questions never asked. It's something wow, like that. We haven't done one of these so in a long time. You're so rough at that one. Don't you have it's your notes terrible. over there? I do Holy have notes. Holy hell. Read uh, it from it, your this notes. This is what we do. We ask the questions never asked to tell the story seldom told. And we have Liz Novello joining us. Liz, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Guys, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, we're excited. So let's jump right into it. And we ask everybody the same questions. Tom Ferry's been asked the same questions that you're about to be asked, all right? What is something currently, right now, that overwhelms you? Motherhood. Mm, tell us more. Good one. Motherhood. So I've always prided myself on being a mom first, and it's the job that I've always wanted to do. And I find the biggest joy from it, but I also find that it could be challenging at times and especially being a stay-at-home mom for seven years and then getting into real estate and dealing with the market that we're dealing with day in, day out for over a year has brought How many years again? 10 years? So in real estate for me, this will be year four coming up, year four. She was stay-at-home for seven. Oh, stay-at-home for seven. Yeah, for seven. seven. So how old are your children? So Max is 11 and my daughter Hannah's eight. And okay. so recently, just kind of reflecting, taking a step back, um, my husband and I had a quick 48-hour getaway down the shore, and it made me think about where I am in life and where I want to go. And a lot of that has been very much focused on my business. And this year, I had to be home and virtually help my children on virtual schooling. Not so much Max, but my daughter who only ended first grade abruptly with the pandemic. And so- right. So you're like teaching like reading and like Which reading. I'm going back to my roots. I was a first grade <laughs> teacher and you would, right. think, you would think that it would be easy, but nobody should teach their children. I, God bless all those parents doing it uh, with homeschooling, but- for me, I found it so challenging because I was thinking about my business a lot. And so, right. you know, I felt like I had to, you know, jump at every opportunity because the market is so hot and you just get in this mindset, let's go. I want more deals. I want to make more money. I want to reach out to more people. I want to do this. This is fulfilling. But um, having a chance to to really think about what my priorities are. And my daughter had recently a health kind of scare and everything's okay, but it really made me sit in parking lots and have like bawling out sessions. And yeah. I and I think everybody in this industry, we're always showing the glamorous side, but there are sacrifices that we make day in, day out with the people we love most to grow right. and to be bigger for the end goal. But sometimes you have to take a step back and think about what is now. When right. you have a moment like that in the parking lot in the car and and you're crying it out, what's your next move? Is it, do you just wipe up the tears, go to the showing? Do you call your husband? Um, do you, I mean, who, who, what's your next move after that? So many of my friends will say they've never seen me cry. I'm not a crier. I need like a good movie like beaches to get me bawling. Mm -hmm. And so I don't cry often. 
So I like to do it privately. You know, I, I don't want to show my family or my children, especially that I'm having a moment, but, um, the next move is to wipe my tears, put on my big girl pants and maybe have, and most likely actually have my mom tell me everything's going to be okay. So my mom is my number one supporter. And I just think that when it comes to my kids, I look to her for advice because I feel like she did a great job. I, I have to know, though, so you were home for a while. I stayed home for a bit, and it's almost because I was home that I I, I did jump in, like, because I'm like, get me the heck out of here. <laughs> was that sort of your same, is, is that sort of what you did, and now sort of four years later you're having to, like, marry the two because you didn't do that originally, or is it obviously your business took off? So My business what, took it, off, yep. My business took off, so I – I want to say that uh, the minute I got to jump into real estate, it was so fulfilling. I was willing to work every minute to prove myself. And I come from a family that work. And so that's all I know. And my husband is a, a, a worker as well. So we really respect that from each other, I think. And I couldn't wait. It was my escape. Working for me is an escape. To right. do something for myself, I feel really fulfilled. And this is the struggle that I want to speak more about is that, um, you know, it's okay to be a mom and then decide that you want to work. Yeah. It's okay well, it's- to feel fulfilled outside of your children. It right. just is. Outside of your sleep, you're literally working every second of your day. I always say on our team, like if if you're a mother on this team, you have the hardest job in the world. That's being a mother. You're working nonstop. I always say to the to the guys on the team, I'm like, especially the ones that have no kids that are just like single dudes. I'm like, you guys have no excuses. There are single mothers on this team, like that are producing more than you, that are doing more, that are more accountable, and they have two kids that they're watching. And oh, by the way, they're they're a single mom or whatever, right? It's like, what is your excuse at that point as a single dude? You have none. Yeah, I mean, maybe even Nicole can can share on her experiences as well. I think when you're you are a mom, your time blocking is so important because mm-hmm. for me, the hours that my kids are they're currently at camp for the first time last summer I didn't send them with the pandemic and this summer we right. decided to send them. And they're happy and I'm happy and I really focus on time blocking the minutes that I have when they're at school or at, at an activity or anything, I take it to the 100th power because I know the minute they walk in, I have to be full attention to them, get them settled, get them organized or to their activity, and then back to my job. It is yeah. day in, day out. It is minute It's to living minute. with guilt every oh. moment. Yeah. Mom like just sitting here, it's like, yeah, it's like, do they, do they have water or like, it just, it's, it's because yeah. it, even he's like, where are you running to? And I'm like, I think their bus is coming soon. <laughs> like the they fact that you're food. not even there. I mean, and my kids can get off the bus on their own, but the fact that I'm yeah. not there within a half hour of them getting off the bus, like you're just, your attention at those moments definitely becomes limited for sure. But it's certainly... Hardest- Sorry. Hardest job in the world by far. And I, I think, Liz, I encourage you, you should 
speak more on this, like on your social channels, because there's a lot of moms in real estate, or there's a lot of moms that are thinking about getting into real estate. I think you talking more about this would be super beneficial in the industry. All right. That's only, that's only confessional number one. All right. So (laughs) confessional number two is what are you thinking about most often? So first one was what's overwhelming you, but what is just like interesting to you? What do you think about most often right now? Right now with just, you know, speaking about the little 48 hour getaway, really have a, a lot of time to myself to reflect. I'm thinking about my growth and where I want to be. That has been very consuming for me. So where I am is I'm headed to year four and I feel like in every business, it takes about five years is what they say, or at least when I was getting into real estate, my parents or my siblings would say, you know, it takes a good five years before just reaching where you kind of want to go. And so I've been reflecting a lot on where I want to take my business, how to grow my business, how to become better than I was last year. Last year, I had a killer year and I'm seeing the slow down, you know, because everybody's on vacation. I myself never do this, but we're taking two vacations uh, in the same, you know, month practically. So we understand the slowdown is not because the real estate market is going anywhere, but there is a slowdown. And so it gives me time and opportunity to really think about how can I hone in the most business that I can and be more strategical about it. I'm thinking about, you know, my, my little brother, AJ had this hoodie that I stole. I, I steal hoodies. I love hoodies. And so AJ's hoodie, when he was younger, he wore this hoodie that said, uh, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, we am, talked about that the other day. Yes. I am 100% focused on working smarter. I am so what does that mean though? Is it, does that mean a higher price point? Does that, does that mean yes, a different location? Not location. I, I, I actually want to bring it in to my own town. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, sporadically doing business in my town, but these last couple of years I am driving all over New Jersey. You know, something... So what's the high end of your town, your, your particular so, town that so you're So Baskin Ridge, New Jersey, uh, average price point is in the 900s. Okay. But I have done everything from 200, 500, um, one in the millions. You know, like I want to go higher price point. I want to yep. hone it in to my town, um, do all the things I know what to do. I think everybody listens to these podcasts or to people who might inspire and motivate them. It's the same stuff. It's just bringing it all in and also allowing myself to say that I deserve it. Are you starting to tactically think about how you're going to, is that what you're going through right now where you're like, what am I going to do to position myself in that high end market? I know I always, um, when when someone says price point, I always bring up the Josh Rubin example. Do you know Josh in New York? Josh Rubin? Yes. So, what Josh did to to bring his price point, you know, the average price point in Manhattan is like a million bucks, but right. he wanted to get into like that 10 million plus. Right. So he started every week doing a little like one minute video on the top five sales in all of Manhattan. And he would say, here in this market, we saw, here right. in this market, we saw this sell for 27 million. We saw this sell for 25 million. So he's associating me, we, with the market at these different price points. And right. now when consumers see that, it's like, oh, wow, 
Josh Rubin talking about 25 million, 16 million, all these big numbers. He was even doing that during the pandemic. Like he he wasn't videoing them. He was just posting them. And I was like, yeah, like look at the city's back. Yes. And I I don't know him personally, but I have seen his videos and it's, it's these little tidbits that you can do. I'm definitely going to continue, get stronger on social media, do much more paid instead of organic, which has been really Mm. healthy for me organically, but I'm going, you know, full throttle. I hope the next time we speak, we talk about just the growth that I decided to actually do it and pursue it uh, and believe in myself. Um, And I think just being, you know, being smart and strategic on where you can allocate your time. So, you know, speaking of motherhood, I actually just hired reluctantly, but with a lot of uh, push from my little brother, uh, a virtual assistant. And so that starts next week. So these little steps, I think for anybody who is in the business and looking to grow, there's always a way to grow, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And for me, my my comfort zone is to be controlling of everything from my business to my family. So 100%. I think pushing out on that is really smart. I love that you went it's, VA. We're, I did too. I thought you were. I thought you. Yeah. I thought she was going to say nanny. I would have been like, no. yes. Well, like nanny's good too, but that's a good. I move. mean, cook if they make a dinner or yes. do some laundry. I <laughs> but, mean, I uh, had people helping me make chairs yesterday, and I felt like I was on like well, in heaven. <laughs> and and business wise, for people that are that are listening to this, that are also thinking about how do I offset some of my work, I love the VA role. Yep, we, absolutely. We, we use VAs. Now, you'll hear people say, "Oh, VAs don't work. I couldn't get them to do this." No. That person on the, you know, you, the, the business woman, businessman, you didn't set your VA, VA up for success. For you sure. didn't train them. You didn't give them a uh, clear direction. You didn't have a clear communication through Slack or whatever, however you're going to communicate daily. So when they do have a quick question, you can answer it. It's on you when the VA 100. fails, if people are thinking about that. So I love that you, you went VA. So you've had tons of success. We were at the first ever Agent 2021. Yeah, which oh my I know God, that's that so funny. We didn't, I, I mean, why would I have known you were there? Yeah, but we didn't know. You by were, the way, were, I was like 72 hours in the business and I was like, okay, know, I'm going to go to this conference <laughs> that my brother's hosting. And it literally move. like, oh gosh, I wish I can turn back time because all the people that I've connected with you guys and... Even Tom Ferry, that first time meeting him, he I, was there. I didn't realize he's going to, you know, really transform my business. And so um, I wish I could take back time or, you know, I'm excited for a conference that we all can do again together. It was a magnificent experience. So it was like, it was kind of small and intimate and it was in it was like small, the most yeah. beautiful setting. I mean, we only really were together for what, like you talk about 72 hours. It was probably 72 days. No, like, yeah, like August to, to that was yeah. January. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Five months long. or something. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, wish, you know, we had gotten to connect there, but obviously through Tom Ferry, we were able to connect maybe in your first year of real estate or, yes. or the end of your first year, some, something like that. But you've had tremendous success from that point, which that was January 2018, basically, um, uh, until today. How have your faults, so confessional number three here, how have your faults, Liz, hindered you from having even greater success? Not the fact that like you're a mother, that's not a fault, it's an amazing thing, right? But how have your your just personal faults hindered more success for you in your business? Yeah, I mean, I think getting a VA is very much because I am terrible, not with paperwork, getting in the contracts and following up and making sure inspections are done day in, day out, but 
knowing my numbers, like I cringe just even confessing that I'm scared Tom Ferry is going to text me right now and say, <laughs> how do you not know your numbers? And so, you know, I think, I think everything that I lack is what I'm pushing for this year. And for me, it's, you know, I am not a systems person. I am not a systems person. Um, you know, the papers, if I showed you what my desk looked like, you would be floored. I'm super organized but it's a mess and not in one place. And then three months later, I'm like, Hey, I want to reach out. Where is that email? Or, you know, and then I'm like in the search engine. So definitely I'm terrible at it, but I'm very self-aware and I'm willing to pay somebody to get me where I need to be. Cause I think that's going to bring so much growth in itself. So it's funny. You mentioned Tom Ferry talking about like you, everybody should know their, their numbers to the business, but Tom's got, you know, uh, call five past clients a day, you know, yes. these types of five, rules five, three, around, yes. yeah, five, five, yeah. three around how many you should call. And I don't know if you listen to your brother and anyone that doesn't know his brother's Gary Vaynerchuk, listen to the 5 a.m. call on Monday. Did you listen to his call? I did. Of course did, I did. Did you hear him? Did you hear him say, I don't, he probably used a more emphatic word than Correct. this, but you know, I don't give <laughs> a crap about uh, all these rules people set for themselves, not a believer in that. Are you a believer in what, like, you know, those two opposite ends of the spectrum sure. there, not on everything, they're aligned in a lot of things, and Tom, Tom and Gary are friends and all this kind of stuff, but on setting rules up for, I've got to get this done today, are you a believer in that or, or more aligned with your brother and, and not a believer in that? I'm a believer in that. You know, I was a school teacher. For me, it's, you know, when he, I think he also said that he never makes a list. I wake up every day making a list. I can't live without my list. Um, and so we are so opposite. But I think what he's speaking about is not everybody's wired the same. I think that's where we really yeah. mess up in, in the world, in, in our education system. Um, just worldly, not everybody learns the same, not everybody, right. uh, creates business the same. It's, you know, focusing on your strengths and for me staying organized and having these rules every day is super important for me because I'm also a person who loves to check off when he said he couldn't check anything off. Like my favorite thing is to check those off in a day. <laughs> That yeah. is my and favorite thing. And so, you know, I'm a person that needs those lists. I need those checkoffs because it makes me feel super successful. But, you know, to be honest and not because he's my brother, he is just anomaly. Like he is just able to operate that way always ever since I knew him, which is from birth. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm so glad you said you included education, obviously being a teacher, you you know, the school system intimately, but you included education in that category of like one size does not fit Correct. all. It can like multiple things can work depending on, on the individual and the school system certainly could use that advice. Liz, you just, I mean, mothers, we, you, you're fixing the school system here. Right. <laughs> what else can we do on this confessional? Let's I love do it. it. All right, uh, confessional number four, a business trend that you were convinced was going to go one direction, went the complete opposite direction, like a prediction that you were wrong on, uh, something that you even publicly stated would happen and went the opposite way. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny. Somebody yesterday reached out and they're like, Liz, you're never on Clubhouse. I really thought Clubhouse, I thought I was going to be on Clubhouse permanently. Those first yep. couple of days, I was like, wow, this is like a conference. 
connecting with people. And especially (laughs) during the pandemic, it just felt so good and so right. I literally would miss dinners with my family. The thing I used to (laughs) complain most about that I never, my husband used to work so long hours that we never had family dinners during, you know, the week. And so, um, I was skipping out on those dinners. So I really thought Clubhouse was going to just take over the world. Not, I haven't been on in so long and not that it doesn't bring value. And by the way, next week, maybe they're going to be the top social platform. But for me, I thought it was going to bring me in a whole different direction. And, uh, and I was wrong. I just opened it up and followed you because I haven't opened Clubhouse. And, <laughs> I haven't opened it either. Long, we, you were against it. And then I think. Well, I wasn't against it. I, I thought it was a. But when we did a, the broke agent, he, you ended up like hopping on Clubhouse at the end of his confessional. And then you yeah. fell into an eight hour hole. You I, were, I did. You One were day, starting rooms. I did what you did. You were jumping in rooms. <laughs> yeah. You were taking over rooms. Well, I was right though, I, I believe. Uh, who knows? Like Liz said, tomorrow could be the number one. They make one change and it could go a totally different direction. But I believe that, and maybe I'll be doing a confessional at some point saying I was dead <laughs> wrong on this, but I believe I was right when I said this is like, you know, when Snapchat had was basically stories and then Instagram took stories. You've mm-hmm. already seen Spotify has, what is it called? The Green Room, which is Green Room, which is Clubhouse. Uh, Twitter has something. What is yep. the, twi- what's Twitter's Spaces. called? Spaces, which is... Yeah. So you've got all these, you know, other social media platforms that are like, okay, we can do Clubhouse too. So what's next Clubhouse? Uh, but people are passionate about Clubhouse. You can't really say I, bad I, things about I it. I feel like, I, but I, like you, I haven't opened it. I feel like yeah. I was just always getting notifications where I had to finally like turn it off. Cause it was, I have no notifications on. Liz, do you have notifications on your phone? I don't. I have because, zero. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took I, them all off Because too. I need to be so strategic <laughs> with the time that I have without my kids. I don't want to get distracted. The only, you know, my text messages and Slack are the main things that I keep on. Yeah, I think I have. It'll give you a Twitch if you have all those notifications. Well, I don't. Now I just have my texts. And as I sit here, there's, it's, there's not. It's filling up. Nicole's notifications are filling up quite a bit. They're full. All right. um, Last confessional, because, because we're all in real estate here. You are now the wizard of the real estate industry. Wizard. You can... Uh, wave your magic wand and change one thing permanently, what would it be? I think that agents need to realize we're all in the same business. There was, you know, I've been very passionate about the Olympics. I just love summertime Olympics and I don't consume a lot of TV, a little trash TV once in a while, but um, it's usually on in the background. So just watching that this one runner, um, fell short of the finish line because he didn't understand that it, it, he thought it was the finish line. And so the other athlete behind him, I believe was Spanish speaking and saying to keep going, to keep going, you didn't finish. And because he didn't speak Spanish, the first runner, uh, he had no idea. So essentially this runner pushed him to the finish line and took second place. Oh, wow. Right. And so I think something that I wish is that, Everybody in this industry, there's so much abundance. There's so much that we have that I wish that agents realize we're not fighting against each other. We're fighting with each other, right? Like together to make the deal go smoothly. I don't understand, you know, when agents, um, you know, get annoyed by simple questions. And, And I get it. Like when I first started, it would literally say on the MLS not to call. 
I don't know how I missed it, but I would call the agent <laughs> and they hated me, right? And I remember being so shocked that people answer the phone so rudely or just hearing right. another agent say, like, I hate other agents calling and trying to negotiate. Like, guys, we're on the same team. We want to make that right. deal. Right. So I think just having more kindness for one another in the industry, cheering each other on because there's plenty for all of us to have. Um, I think that's what I would, would say. There's so much, I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's a unique answer. We haven't gotten we that. Haven't, no. We haven't gotten that response yeah. here on the confessionals. There is endless, endless. business out there. And, yeah. and Liz, you're on the Gosling group. You're on uh, yeah. Caroline's team. Yes. So you're a, you're on a team. And sometimes people are like, Oh, I don't want to join a team because there won't be enough for me. Can you speak to that? Where, where like, even if you're on a team, there's plenty uh, of business to go around. Could, you know, could you get into that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people get on teams like myself who came into the industry and I just tend to like to be part of something that for me Agreed. feels good. Yep. Um, I'm also, you know, a mom. And so I didn't know what I could do on my own or what I couldn't, but there's plenty to get on a team. And the majority of my business actually comes from myself. And so um, I think having the celebration, the support uh, is really powerful. Last year with my killer year, I know that I made a tremendous impact for us to, you know, for Caroline's personal uh, goal to be achieved, you know, and without my business, it would never be there. So I think there's plenty um, to have. And I think just having the mindset that regardless if you're on a team or not, and this is what I think also uh, agents need to be aware of, nobody owes you anything, not mm -hmm. anybody, not your team leader, not your parents, like you go get yours. I think a lot yeah. of people think joining a team, they're going to be handed leads. Right. That's not well, the I case. Think you I, have to I, work and put in the effort and learn and grow. And if I can jump in there, by the way, even if you are legitimately handed leads, you have to work them, sure. right? Like just be, the lead isn't going to be like, okay, well, I was assigned to you. I'm sticking with you. Yeah. They may also have the phone number in their cell phone or, or the names of five sure. different agents in their cell phone saved. Yeah. So. I think what's interesting, again, kind of going back to the kindness though, I, I do think you, and again, I'm obviously a little partial because like obviously we're on a team, but you find that kindness on a team though. It's it's almost sort of, I think, what what draws some people in because you're right, it it's it's such a cutthroat business that like you, like it, it's so nice to find like a safe place to fall, yes. you know, to ask a question about a deal and know that they're not your competition. They're legitimately next to you to help you. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, and again, in what you're saying too, it would be nice if that same sort of situation sort of went beyond a team border too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Until this point, it should. And it so should. That's it should, another yeah. thing we should be talking about more. Kindness? As an industry. Within the, the, well, kindness in general, of course, but I'm yeah. talking about working together. Yeah. You know. And as, celebrating I mean, each other's achievements. Right. Yeah. I, I think what's really interesting though, because, and, and I'm sure everyone can agree, because I, I, I've been in the business 10 years. I think even the first year I, I wore like heels and a skirt. And if anyone knows me, that's not what I do. But you, you're, you're also like kind of pretending. And like, and again, I think when you, you look around, people are sometimes really mean. So that's sort of what you also think mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing. Cause that's how you negotiate for your client where it's like, take off your, take off your heels, take off your skirt if you're not and be nice. If that's like, that's just what, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Not, you know, 
know what what you think should be happening. But we it. say to the new agents though all the, all the time when they're coming on, every interaction you have with another agent is your is your opportunity to create a relationship with them, right. and that relationship can go. Like it can go obviously when you're on on a deal with them in the future, it Huge. works in your favor. But I've legitimately listed licensed agents' personal homes because mm. like Byron, I don't want to like list my own house or I'm not really in the business anymore. Can you do it? Or you can get a book of business in the future. Or they don't work the next town over and they're going to refer it to you because yes. they know you're willing to go different. It's just like there's endless reasons why. Uh, being kind to other agents and working with them and creating well, it helps your future matters. sellers. Yeah. It helps your future buyers. And Absolutely. you know, also you can learn from other agents. Oh, one hundred percent. There's other yeah. agents that are doing and trying new things, and you're watching. Why not make that connection? I think, you know, personally for me, I think a lot of people that get into this industry are people, people, people. <laughs> like they like to be around. Mm others People, and yeah. collaborate and and so i think high influencers yes i think just having that openness to share because what i'm doing in basking ridge new jersey is not affecting what you're doing in connecticut right yeah, and right. so i think collaborating and sharing and we could all learn and grow from each other Absolutely. and observing them too observing. i mean the amount of like the <laughs> So many of these agents that are way better than me, that have been doing it way longer than me, at the way they show a property and present a property. We talk about Lee in our marketplace, right. yeah. uh, Lee Whiteman. She shows a property, like she has it down. You're going to, she is going to lead the tour on her listing, uh, but she's going to educate you throughout the entire tour on the property. And she commands, mm -hmm. her presence commands authority in that experience, I'll even call it. Wow. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. You can you can learn a lot from other agents by by just simply observing, sitting Absolutely. back, and not thinking like if you're a buyer agent, thinking that you need to butt in. Like you get there, hey, Lee shows a property you know beautifully. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit out in the car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the, I'm gonna be in the backdrop. <laughs> She's got this. You she don't knows have to come. You don't have to compete. I, I mean, yeah. I, my style has always been, hey, if I know I've got a great listing agent, I tell the buyer, this is a phenomenal listing agent. Let's listen. Let's gather information yeah. together. Right. And let's learn. And, and we'll they'll use have the answers. The Ask the questions. That's, That's right. what they're yeah. there for. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. No question. All right. Nicole has a what do we lightning call it? round. Ooh. Lightning round? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's do it. A confessional round. So it's sort of like a this or that. Yeah. Got Quick it. questions. And, it's, and nothing. And I'm obviously no, no answers are wrong. Yeah, this yeah. or that. Or okay. Ready? Yes. Whatever. Phone call or text? Text. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iOS or Android? iOS. Work hard or play hard? Work hard. Nice car or nice home? Nice home. Passenger or driver? Driver. Money or free time? Money. Your toilet paper, is it over or is it under? Over. <laughs> Gotta. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Uh, depends on the season. Both. Okay. TV or book? TV. Working alone or working on a team? Working on a team. Morning or evening? Morning. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla ice cream, but chocolate candy. <laughs> Family or friends? Same Family. Uh, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. But and I, then we do I, a lot. Hulu too. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Hulu's, even know. Well, 
Gosh, yeah, well, I don't even know what I watch. Honestly, it's like Netflix, Hulu. <laughs> I flip back and forth, so I'm not even sure. Which well, now it's I'm, the Olympics, I'm so right. I'm with you. I'm like diehard, yes. absolutely diehard. It's funny because did you watch the swimmer too, the Australian swimmer that came in second place because she got beat out by the yes. uh, 17-year-old Alaskan? I have never 17, seen. Wow, she's 17 from Alaska, and this Australia. She was so happy that she just lost to this girl. I mean, I've never seen a face beam as much hmm. as it. It was it was amazing. What are, are the Olympics on Hulu? No, no, they're on NBC. Well, I know they're always on NBC. Oh, but, but I, I think you if... can get NBC through Hulu. Oh, okay, there you go. Or Peacock. I'm sorry, NBC's Peacock. They're they have their own streaming. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I had one more question though. Uh, yes. Your lobster rolls, butter or mayo? Butter. I'm Got so. It. Oh, there you go. You guys don't know. I'm. This is a funny question because I'm so opposed to mayo. You guys have Got no it. idea. I'm traumatized by mayo because. God bless my grandma. She used to wear mayo mask. She would put mayonnaise uh, as a mask on her face. And she had great yes. skin, really? but it literally made me vomit. So I am not a mayo girl. What was the reason? No mayo. Well, no, I, yeah. I, they, I don't know. They put, sometimes they put Vaseline on their face. Guess what? Eggs, my grandma I remember. had gorgeous skin. And yeah, sounds like it worked. I will not put mayo even if uh. it reduces all these wrinkles. <laughs> Well, that's, I they, have, got, they got Botox for that. I already that. have the greasy, you know, forehead going. I yeah. feel like mayo would really grease oh, it up. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I'm assuming she probably had maybe a drier skin. dry skin. Maybe a drier she, wanted, she wanted the grease. She wanted it. Well, it's it's all, I mean, she just lubed up in oil. She really. lubed wow. up yeah. with mayo. Yeah, love it. That's, that's a gangster grandma right there. That all right, is. Liz. Thank you so much You're for coming on the show. You are amazing. You guys are amazing. Sin- Thank you so much for having me. Since we know you like those butter lobster rolls, we have to have you on Hold the Mayo. Yes. That's our lobster roll show. So we're a Hold the Mayo fans as well. We're huge fans of you. Huge fans. Everything you're doing in this industry. I can't wait to see you on social talking more about the motherhood stuff. Thank you. Uh, love you. We'll be supporting you along the way, and we'll see you soon, love hopefully. Love you guys. Thanks so much.